Bible say it out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession. I will meditate therein both day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening, Monday through Friday. And because I do, my life is blessed. It's no more a mess. Now everything I touch, everything I touch, it turns to success in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we get started, uh, just in case you're at home and watching online, um, each week I watch services online as well uh, from those that God has given to me as gifts to speak into my life. And sometimes I fast forward through the entire service just to get to the Word of God. So, hey there, if that's you and uh, you're just tuning in. If you are a member of Faith Family Church, last week I instructed the congregation that it's time to come back to church. Uh, I want to thank so many of you all that showed up here, faces I haven't seen. I feel so honored that you all have come. Amen. But I want to speak to your brothers and your sisters for a moment. According to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, if I am your pastor, the word of God instructs you to obey me. That's a word in our generation that we don't like as it relates to relationships. We'll obey God, but there's nobody else that we have to obey and submit to. Well, according to Hebrews, uh, in the church, uh, the congregation is to obey their pastor and to submit to them and follow their instruction in the home. Uh, I know it's not uh, popular in the world that we're in today for a wife to obey her husband. Uh, Thank God I have a wife who obeys me and submits to me. Uh, And and that's what the scripture says. Uh, And throughout, there's different places. Uh, But obedience is the key to blessing. And so I don't want your blessing blocked because you are watching me at home. Now, I said to you last week that there are three groups in the body of Christ, not just in faith family, that are at home and not going to church. Either they are legitimately with symptoms of sickness and disease and they can't come out or shouldn't come out. For health reasons. Or they are um, in violation of God's command to not forsake the assembling of themselves together as the manner of some is. They're not coming to church. They're forsaking the assembling of themselves. God instructed that. Or the third group is they're saying that they're being wise, but it's fear masquerading as wisdom. You have nothing to fear. In the presence of the Lord, there's healing and protection. So come on back. We welcome you home. Our children's ministry is in full operation beginning today. There's no reason you can't start joining with us on a regular basis. Put your hands together for all of our faith family that are watching online. Amen. Amen. Open with me in your Bible to the book of Mark chapter 5 and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this special day a day in which we've set aside to welcome the move of your Holy Spirit and to cause the manifestation of healing to happen in our bodies. 
We're open to the gifts of the Spirit should you desire to move or flow or function in our midst. We ask that my speech and my preaching not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but let it be by demonstration of your spirit and of power. That our faith will not rest in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. Have your way in this service today. In Jesus' name, and all agree with that prayer said, Amen. 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 Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 34. There was a certain woman who had a flow of blood 12 years. She had suffered many things. From many doctors. She has spent all the money that she had trying to get better, but was no better, and actually she was getting worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately when she touched him, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. That's what's going to happen today when we lay hands on those that have symptoms of healing. When that touch happens, manifestation is going to happen. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, if you were here last week, we looked at the fact that your healing depends on your faith. Not on the power of God, not on the anointing of the pastor, not on the move of the Spirit. Your healing actually depends on your faith. We looked at this story, but many others that indicate Jesus could have said a lot of things, but what he said is most important. And that is, it wasn't my power, daughter, but it was your faith. So we took time last week to look at why faith is important. And we said immediately, faith is important because the manifestation of your healing depends on faith. So then I need to know what it is. It is a firm persuasion. I hope that you can see in this story that this woman was firmly persuaded. In uh, uh, W. Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words, he defines the word Jesus used to talk to this woman as a firm persuasion and a conviction based upon hearing. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 5 that this woman heard about Jesus. And she was convinced based on what she heard. 
She was persuaded that he had healing power in his life and that if she could just get to him, whether he knows or doesn't know, if she could get to him and if she could touch him, she was firmly persuaded that when she touched him, whether he knew it or not, she would, nobody could convince her. The doctors couldn't convince her that this is incurable. You shouldn't even try. You need to stay home. Don't go out in public. Take this medicine and hope for the best. None of her relatives could have prevented her from going to church that day. She pressed her way and she came in that crowd and touched him. Why? Because she was firmly persuaded. Somebody say firmly persuaded. So we looked at what is faith. So, I mean, because if my heal, if the manifestation of my healing depends not on, on me and not on God, then I want to make sure I'm doing my part because I know God's going to do his part. Come on, I said, I know God's going to do his part. So what's my part, Pastor Stan? You've got to be firmly persuaded. Not just, come on now, not just persuaded, you've got to be firmly persuaded about your healing. Glory to God. So we looked at it. We also looked at how do you get faith? Well, most people, if you ask ask questions, you know, ask a Christian a question, especially one who's been in church any amount of time. How do you get faith? How, how, how do, I need faith. Even the disciples, after Jesus was teaching for a while, they asked him the question, Lord, increase our faith. We need more faith. Uh, we, what we have is, doesn't seem sufficient for the situation that we're facing. And so, Lord, increase our faith. He didn't say, all right. Pow! <laughs> Come on. Pow! All right? He, he didn't hit a switch to turn the power of faith up in their life. You know what he said? He said, if you had faith. Come on, y'all going to help me now. He he said, I don't need to increase your faith. Because if you had a mustard seed of just a little, a little tiny bit of faith, you could say to this sycamore tree, be uprooted and be planted into the deepest part of the ocean and it would obey you. What was Jesus saying? He said, you don't need more faith. You just need to know how faith works. Come on, because if you got a little bit and you put it to work, just a little dab will do you. So if I were to ask the question, man, man, this faith stuff. Man, I'm supposed to live by faith. Faith is important. And my healing, manifestation of my healing depends on my faith. So what is it? It's it's a firm persuasion. It's a conviction based upon hearing. How do you get it? Well, most people would answer the question, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They would answer that emphatically. They would answer that and they would argue with in some of the greatest preachers and teachers of faith in the land today. Preach emphatically that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I don't believe at all. I'm convinced that Paul did not intend that statement to be ended with a period, but with a question mark. He was asking the question, 
Does faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Because haven't they all heard? They all heard the word of God. They heard the word of God for 40 generations. For 40 years they heard the word of God. And they didn't believe it. They didn't have faith. They were not firmly convinced based upon hearing that God was able to get them out. And so they died in the wilderness. Faith doesn't come just by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by accepting as truth what you hear. Amen. So, once you get it though, how does it work? I want to talk to you today about how faith for healing to manifest works. I just want to for a moment... Before I lay hands on, on, on anyone that has symptoms of sickness and disease, I want to show you from the Word of God how faith for healing works. And when I say that, if you are a believer, the day you gave your life to Jesus, on that day, He saved you from hell, healed you on that day, of all sickness and disease. He took our infirmities and bore us. And when did he do it? He did it on the day that you accepted him as Jesus. That was the day you received your healing. When you received the forgiveness of all your sins, past, present, and future, on that day you received healing for all sickness and disease, present, and future. It's a little quiet. May need to do a little work there, but that's when it happens. So now you need to believe for your healing, which has already been purchased for you, you need it to show up in your body. And I want to show you how to believe for healing to manifest in your body. Are you all with me today? In Mark chapter 11, we're going to look at how faith works. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith, there's that word again, in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Faith for the manifestation of healing works by saying. I'll say that again. Faith for the manifestation of healing works by saying. Faith works by four things. The first thing faith... See, when, 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 when they ask Jesus the question, we need more faith. Uh, this is not a cold. This is cancer. This is not uh, the flu. This is influenza. No, that's the flu. This is emphysema. <laughs> This is some kind of copi, uh, copa, uh, COPD. Thank you. That's a nurse. <laughs> Glory to God. This is some serious respiratory disease that I'm dealing with. Doctor says I have the, 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 the sciatic nerve and my feet hurt. What's that called? Somebody tell me the symptom of that. Neuropathy. Neuropathy. Did I say it right? I have neuropathy, right? I have COPD. I've got this respiratory situation. I've got this liver disease. I've got arthritis. I've got high blood pressure. 
I've got blood disease. If that's your reality, you need to go back and listen to last week. And you're being destroyed because of what you don't know. Because the Bible says that by his stripes you were healed. The Bible says that he took your infirmities and he bore your sicknesses. So either the Bible is a lie or your doctor's lying. The devil's lying. Trying to tell you you have something that you don't have. Now this will mess the mind up. Faith doesn't deny the fact, but it supersedes the fact with the truth. It may be a fact that I have the symptoms of sickness and disease in my body. It may be a fact that there's pain in my body, but the truth supersedes the fact. So faith for the manifestation of healing works by saying. He said, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be thou cast into sea, shall not doubt in his heart. But believe those things that he says shall come to pass. He shall what? Have what he says. Notice that woman with the issue of blood. She kept saying, the moment I touch him, I'll be healed. She kept saying, I'm going to receive my healing. If I could get to Jesus, I'm going to receive my healing. She kept saying that the moment that I touch him, I shall be whole. Why? Because that's what faith works. She was firmly persuaded, but faith works by saying she said it and kept saying it. Your healing depends on it. So you got to watch your words. If you keep claiming neuropathy, you're going to keep having neuropathy. You will have whatever you say. Let me help you all with uh, some personal testimony. About two months ago, two and a half months ago, I was riding. I work out, you know, so I'm on a two-hour bike ride doing about 26, 27 miles. And um, for some reason, I hadn't ridden in a while, and I was looking to my left to cross one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lanes of traffic, and I saw a truck coming, and I snatched my back and bike back, and I overcorrected, and I fell off my bike. Grown man, I know that shit. My goodness, I mean, I fell off my bike, and it was in slow. I'm sure it happened in less than a second. But, man, I saw the ground. <laughs> I felt my skin. <laughs> I felt my head hit. I had my helmet on. My helmet hit. And then I jumped up to act like nothing was okay. Cause it, it <laughs> I didn't want nobody to stop and see, you know. So the, the traffic that was coming, I jumped up to act like everything was okay. But, man, I knew I, had, I was hurt. I'm teaching you all really good today. Because of what I'm teaching you, immediately my faith went into action. Because of what the Word says. The Bible says nothing shall by any means hurt you. God's against you being hurt. He said, I give you authority over the, all the work of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I, I, I tell you, Brother Byron, if I hit myself in the thumb or if I'm you know, using my, my, my drill and, and it slips off and, it, and I drill my hand a little bit, immediately 
I resist pain. I won't even look at it. Come on, y'all. Y'all help me now. I mean, I can feel blood dripping down on the ground. But I refuse to look at it because I'm not giving it authority. See, our healing was purchased not only for all sickness and disease, but also from the results of injury. Some of us are dealing with some symptoms of sickness and disease in our body, which are also the results of an accident. It wasn't something you were born with. It wasn't something that you contracted. It was something that happened on the job. And you need to know that when Jesus died on that cross, when they whipped him within inches of his life, he did that so that after that accident, you could walk and be able to live without disability. And your faith in the finished work of Christ is what manifests healing in your body. For months now, I've had some very strong discomfort in my shoulder. I think I fell on a Tuesday and I had to preach on Wednesday. And man, I was just like barely moving. I probably tore a muscle and didn't know it. Probably tore a muscle, but I believe, no, I could, I could, and I'm not against doctors. I go to the doctor. Okay, I'm not, I love doctors. As a, as a matter of fact, I believe that much of the wisdom that they have was revealed by the Spirit of God. The technology to be able to look inside and see my kidneys and see my, my, my internal organs, God gave them that ability so I'll know how to believe Him against any attack. Am I preaching good today? Um, One of the things that I constantly believe is one day I'll not even remember that I had that biking accident, that this will be behind me. I'm almost 100 percent healed in terms of manifestation. But I give God the glory. I give God the glory. I believed him for my healing to manifest. And I'm still riding my bike. Thank you. I'm still riding my bike. (laughs) Turn to James chapter 2. And I'm, I need to cover some ground, so just bear with me for moving forward. We got good time. So James chapter 2, verse 14. This is so important for you. You've got to know how this works because your healing depends on it. Verse 14 says, what does it profit, my brother? And if someone says he has faith and doesn't have works, can his faith save him? Verse 17 says, thus also faith, if it's by itself. If it doesn't have works, it's dead. Verse 18 says, but someone will say, somebody will say that they have faith. But I'm saying I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. What's he talking about? Look at verse 20. Do you want to know, oh foolish man? That faith without works is dead. Very interesting. Verse 22 says, do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works, faith was made perfect. So now look up at me for uh, uh, so for uh, this is one more verse 26 for as the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is what? Dead also. Now, the second thing you need to know about 
how faith works. Faith works first by saying that woman said it. I've been saying it and it works. Glory to God. Faith works by saying and you can. It doesn't work by saying what you have. I got one. That's right. That's right. If you keep saying my bum knee, if you keep saying I have this disease, you're confusing your system from manifesting what you really want. God didn't step out on the bow of universe and say, man, it's dark out here. No, he stepped out on the bow of the universe and said what he didn't see. He said, light be. And light was. We know that the worlds were not framed by the things which are seen, but by the things which are not seen. You frame your world with your words. Say what you want to see, not what you see. Call those things that be not as though they were. Shoulder, I call you healed. I call you strengthened. I call you strong. This is a thing of our past, not our future. I won't live every night in the night sleeping and only being able to turn a certain way and knowing there's pain or discomfort in my body. One day I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up and forget that I was even healed because it'll be that normal. I'm preaching to you really good today. So faith works by saying, but faith works all, but also you got to do something. You, I said you got to do something. Faith without works is dead. Say that out loud. Faith without works is dead. That woman could have said it and kept saying it, said it and kept saying it. If I could get to Jesus, I'd be healed. I could get to Jesus, I'd be healed. How many of you know after a while she's got to get up from her seat, go to church, come on, and touch? Woo, glory to God. She had to come in the press, but she had to press her way because faith has to have works in order for it to work. In the Weymouth New Testament, we don't have this on the screen. Faith for the manifestation of healing works by doing something. What are you talking about, Pastor Stan? Listen to this. Those same verses say, what good is it, my brethren, if a man profess to have faith, yet his actions do not correspond? Can such faith save him? Can such faith heal him? Can such faith deliver him? He says one thing, but his actions are saying another. Verse 17 says, so also faith, if it is unaccompanied by obedience, has no life in it. So as long as it stands alone. Listen to me and look up at me for a moment. Oh, disobedience is a blessing blocker and healing is one of our blessings from the Lord. And if you continue to disobey what the Lord says, it will block your healing from manifesting. I know I got a little attitude with you at home because you are part of faith family and you watching me and you at home and you haven't come to back to church and you are well able. You are doing other things in life. But for whatever reason, you got it fixed in your mind that you are not coming to church. If you continue to stay in disobedience, you are going to block the flow of blessing, including the manifestation of healing in your life. 
Now, I love you, so I'm going to tell you the truth. Amen. I really do love you, and I miss so many of you. Some of you I haven't seen in over like a year and four months. That's a lot. I miss you guys, okay? Did I, was, was, that, was that sweet enough? I kind of, I'm like, in your face. And, but I love you anyway. So Everybody say, I love Pastor Stan. He teaches us the truth. Okay, so now listen to this again. He says, so also faith, if it is unaccompanied by obedience, just simply you obeying what God says from week to week could be the very action that is accompanied by your faith to cause the manifestation of your healing. See, forgiving that person could be the very thing you need to do to have healing manifest in your body. If it's unaccompanied by obedience, it has no life in it. So as long as it stands alone, verse 18, nay, someone will say, you have faith, I have actions. Prove me, to, prove to me your faith apart from corresponding actions. And I will prove mine to you by my actions. But idle boaster, are you willing to be taught how it is that faith apart from obedience is worthless? Take the case of Abraham, our forefather. You notice that his faith was cooperating with his actions, and that by his actions his faith was perfected. For just as a human body without a spirit is lifeless, so faith is lifeless if it is unaccompanied by obedience. Is that good news? Woo, that's good. The third thing you need to know before we lay hands on the sick, I just got one more after this. Faith for the manifestation of healing works by doing But it also works by patience. Number three is patience. Now, about faith working by doing, always remember to do whatever God says. In John chapter 2, verse 5, his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. I don't know what corresponding actions you need to accompany your faith for healing, But whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. Do it, because that's the corresponding action that you need. I'm not telling you to stop taking your medicine. But it may be that the action he gives you to take is that when you take the medicine, you take it with words of faith. That you put it in your... Never take a vitamin or a supplement without doing it in the name of Jesus. Your faith in that vitamin... Without the help of God, put the super on top of the natural. Father, I thank you for my healing. I thank you that my kidneys are healthy. I thank you that my respiratory system is blessed. I mean, if you hit the inhaler, in the name of Jesus. Come on. I'm telling you, if you're, if you're on a walker, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for my healing. Oh, glory to God. It's a corresponding action. James chapter 1. Let's look at number 3. Knowing this. James chapter 1 verse 2. Knowing this, that the trine of your faith works patience. Say it out loud. Faith for the manifestation of my healing works by patience. 
Um, I've had to be patient. I could have gotten impatient. I could have gone to the doctor and said, hey, doctor, you know, something's going on. Well, what is it? You know, did I tear a muscle? And I could have. And if I was led to go, I would have gone. But I'm absolutely convinced that if it was a tear, it'll heal itself. I've almost got total mobility. And when I sleep at night, I almost have zero discomfort. I'm almost there. It's taken a little while. The, Notice this, and this is important to notice, all, this is for all of us because as we get older, um, the body, the Bible says the outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed day by day. So typically as we get older, aches and pains can end up showing up if we don't learn how to resist them. The moment you start to get some discomfort in your lower back and not able to move or you feel like maybe this is you've got to immediately put faith in the motion. So I need to say this because faith works by patience. If you start to doubt your healing, your faith wanes and wavers and your manifestation is offset. When the devil attacks your body, he also attacks your mind. When you get that feeling, when you get that discomfort, not only are you physically dealing with pain, but he'll start talking to you in your mind. You, you know, you better go see a doctor. You know, that's that you probably you, you got that. You know, your mother had that. Your father had that. All of a sudden you you probably tore something in your shoulder when you did. You probably and the whole time while he's working against the physical part of pain in your body. Let me give you another real life example. This year I had some alarming symptoms in my kidneys. Now, when I was young, teenager and a young adult, 10 years apart, I had two major operations. Can I just talk to you all today? I had two major surgeries. So I absolutely thank God for doctors because I was in a lot of discomfort. I had, this, I had the symptom of hydronephrosis. There was an obstruction between my kidney and my bladder. And so the urine couldn't dispense itself. And so, you know, that's discomfort. Right. And so they went in and they cut the ureter tube and reattached it, so forth and so on. And then 10 years later, out of the blue, it doesn't work like that. But then I had an, an attack on my we I knew it was the devil. I knew it was the devil. By then I was a young adult. My dad was believing with me for healing, even as a teenager. Right. But thank God I, I, I had the surgery, was able to function normally. No problem since. Sure enough, had that second surgery. That's been probably 20 something years ago. In January this year, a year where God has taken us up to a new level, the enemy attacked me where my kidneys was concerned. Like 20 years? Come on, man. But I know better than this. I know from the moment that first symptom showed up, okay, we need to believe. We know we're healed. This is an attack. Now, you say that I'm just doing all this in my mind. Then, all right, whatever you think. But I'm going by what the word says. So I went to the doctor. I was concerned. Like, hey, okay, I need you to look at this. What's going on? So I'll know what to believe God for. He says, well, this is this. He says, and you don't have any symptoms? I said, no. He says, well, this is this and this. And we took this scan and we took this x-ray and we, we, we sent you in for this. He said, and you don't feel anything? I said, no, sir. He says, well, we see here it appears that there's some kidney stones there. Are you sure you don't feel anything? I said, no, sir. I said, as a matter of fact, I scheduled this appointment. But if I told my wife, had I not scheduled this appointment based on how I feel in my body on the day that I went and even how I feel in my body right now, I would have canceled the appointment. 
He says, you don't have no. He says, all right, well, we'll just monitor it over time and come back in six months and come back in a year. When the devil attacks your body, he also attacks your mind. So now he put the image. Well, he didn't put the image there. I saw it myself on the x-ray that there are kidney stones in my kidney. That's a lie from hell. I know I see it on the x-ray. The Bible says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. When you have an attack from the enemy, I taught you, find scriptures that promise you the things that you believe. The Bible says that the word of God is like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. So now I've got a word from God that fits the situation of the symptom of sickness and disease in my body. And now every time I go to the restroom, I thank God that my my kidneys are healed. My kidneys are whole. My kidneys are healthy. Are you feeling any pain? No, I'm not waiting for the pain to say what the word says. I'm saying it right now. You know what I'm believing God for? I think my next appointment is in August. I'm believing that the doctor's going to see a miracle because the last time they took an x-ray they saw the kidney stones i believe when he goes back and ain't gonna be no kidney stones i'm speaking over those, those my body that kidney stones have no right to exist in me i renounce them the word of god is like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces kidneys behold no right to exist they either disappear dissipate disintegrate dissolve pass from the body without pain i don't care they have no right to exist What am I doing? I'm doing what the word says. What does the word say? You have to have faith with patience. In Hebrews 6, now I've got to speed up because I'm over time. He says, do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. If anyone here in here or online, if you have any kind of symptom of sickness and disease or pain or the results of injury, I'm asking you to imitate your pastor or a person who's in spiritual authority. Because the Bible says, don't be lazy. Imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So I have set as a marker every time I use the restroom to thank God for my kidneys being healed and healthy. I speak over my body every time, right? That's faith with corresponding actions. And now I'm doing it with patience. The Bible says in James chapter 4 and verse number 7, to submit to God and do what to the devil? Resist the devil. And he will do what? Well, according to Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible says the sickness and disease comes from the devil. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing everyone who was oppressed by the devil. That verse says all manner of sickness, all manner of disease, and even the results of injury are the, the oppression of the devil. Sickness and disease is satanic oppression. Well, this verse in James teaches us to submit to God Resist the devil. Resist what he brings in your life. And the devil and what he brings in your life will flee from you. So you got to have faith with patience. Resist the devil. Resist sickness and disease. Resist it. You all get that? All right, let's go to the last 
And I'll close with this. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. It says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. Faith for the manifestation of healing works by love. Faith for the manifestation of healing works by love. 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 and 18 says, We have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. He who abides in love abides in God and God in him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears is not made perfect in love. So what do you've got to do? You've got to know that God loves you. You've got to believe that God loves you. And because love will never leave you in a bad situation, you've got to believe that God's not going to leave me like this. When the enemy comes against you, he comes against your mind, but he also brings a spirit of fear. He brings the spirit of fear that you're going to have to have another surgery. He brings the spirit of doubt that the surgery is not going to be as successful, that you're going to die, you're going to develop uh, type 2 diabetes, you're going to have high blood pressure, you're, you're, you know, oh man, this especially works where cancer is concerned. You had a loved one, they had breast cancer, and now you're dealing with a lump, and you got an appointment coming up, and fear, 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 fear. I'm preaching good whether you're saying amen or not. It's real. You're afraid that this might be arthritis. You're afraid that you'll, that you'll never, you're, you're afraid. Listen, the Bible says he, put it back up, verse 18. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. The word perfect doesn't mean flawless. It means fully developed. Faith works by love. If you are afraid of contracting coronavirus, if you're afraid of contracting cancer, if you're afraid of contracting arthritis or something, if you're afraid that you're never going to be any better than you are, if you're, if you're afraid of dying prematurely, I'm here to tell you your faith is not working right. Because faith works by love. And when you're fully developed in love, love will cast out the fear. You'll not be afraid to die. The way to live is to not be afraid to die. And I'm here to tell you, you have nothing to be afraid of. Because if you were to die, you get to go to heaven. And heaven is in a magnificent place. There are so many people that died and went to heaven. If they could have come back, they wouldn't have come back. Because it's amazing. So you don't have to fear death. Death has been defeated. It's under our feet. Glory to God. So the way... Thank you, glory to God. The way... To believe God for your healing to manifest is to be uh, to believe that God loves you, and love's not going to lead you in a bad situation. Enemy is attacking my mind about my my kidneys, right? Because now you know what's so funny. Before I saw the X-ray, I would have no problem sleeping on my left side. In my mind. I think that if I sleep on my left side, then the kidney stones will be moving. And, and so I'm going to sleep on my right side. And in the middle of the night, thought like thoughts like that come against my mind. Oh, you sleeping on that side. You know you ain't supposed to sleep on that. I didn't even tell my wife that. 
And the doctor, he didn't even say that. Where'd that come from? That's a lie from the devil. Working against my mind to try to get me to believe something that's contrary to God's word. You know what I believe? I believe that God loves me. And that no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall condemn. I have no concerns about my future where health and healing is concerned. Why? Because I keep my face in this book. And I know that faith works by saying. I know that faith works by doing. I know that faith works by being patient. And I know faith works by love. So if there's any area of fear in my life, I keep reminding myself, God loves me. God loves me. Lori, listen to me. Just keep reminding yourself. I know sometimes that pain hits and where the liver is and the pancreas is. You keep reminding yourself. God loves me. Pastor Stan loves me. My faith family loves me. I am not alone. I may be in this room by myself. Miss Eva Smith, I hope that you're online. Maybe your son could tell you to watch this message. I'm telling you, I know that diagnosis may look difficult and may look dim, but you keep reminding yourself, God loves me. The Lord loves me. I believe that he loves me. I know that he loves me. And the perfect love of God cast out fear. Devil, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of dying by a heart attack. I'm not afraid of dying by kidney disease. My kidneys will outperform every other organ in my body. Why? Because God loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And he will not leave me in a bad situation. Stand up on your feet. I know I went long today, but today is a special day. You know what? Take tomorrow off. Just, just on me, okay? Just take tomorrow off. Glory to God. But we got something to be thankful for. And right now, if you are firmly persuaded that by his stripes you were healed, and you have any kind of discomfort in your body, listen to me. You're not coming to the altar to be healed. You're already healed. As an act of faith... You're coming to the altar thanking God for the manifestation of your healing. So if that's you, the Bible says that believers shall lay hands on the sick, those that have symptoms of sickness and disease, and they shall recover. Healing will manifest. I'm a believer. I have hands. And in the name of Jesus, I will lay my hands on you. If that's you, I want you to come here to the altar. 